Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Shalom and bless each one, all that are listening tonight. Praise the Lord and hallelujah to his wonderful name. This is the time that we come together to worship and honor our Lord, to thank him for saving us, to cleanse us, to delivering us and healing us. Amen. That he has set us free from this temporal world. He has set us free from this darkness and this evil world. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. And brothers and sisters, that we come together in the name of Jesus, knowing the days and the time we're living, that there is a battle. And that knowing, brothers and sisters, that we do not face the battle alone. The victory has already been won through Jesus. But there's still a battle because the uh, uh, enemy, he just, he rages like a, like a roaring lion. He is not the roaring lion, but Jesus is the uh, roaring lion of Judah. And that Jesus is the uh, uh, the one that he is with us in battle. So just uh, say hallelujah and praise God. I hope each one of you had a, a real good uh, Thanksgiving time. And that now we're back together, still looking and watching for the coming of the Lord. And that we are need to be, be prepared and be right with God and, and, and to uh, cleanse let, it, let the Lord cleanse us and purify us in this time, and that he's sanctifying us and preparing us for his coming. Amen? And that we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. So uh, join me now as we pray, uh, brothers and sisters, for the Lord's hour. Amen? Father, we just praise you and thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for such a time as this that you have raised us up. Lord, that you have called us to be your vessels. And, Lord, you have called us to be your servants. You have called us to be the ambassadors for Christ in such a time as this. Lord, that we let the light so shine in a world that is full of darkness. And, Lord, that the light shines bright and that the people can be drawn in to Christ, the Redeemer of all mankind. Lord, we just thank you and praise you that we can come together as the body of Christ, that we worship and honor you, mighty Holy One. We just thank you that we can come together and worship and honor you, that you're glorious and mighty, that you are victorious and mighty. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for the victory over the enemy, victory over sin, death, and hell. We thank you, Lord, for all the enemies that were of ours. They have been put under your feet in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we just pray for the covering of your mighty angels, your millions and millions and billions of angels, hallelujah. The warring angels, Lord, the angels that watch over, the guardian angels, praise your name. We thank you for all the angels of God. And understand they are two-thirds to the one-third of the enemy's fallen angels. And Lord, we pray for the protection over the connections and the airways. We pray in the name of Jesus and the authority that Jesus has given us through his mighty name and understanding that we're sons and daughters of God, and he's given us this authority by his name, and that we command the evil spirits and principalities to leave the airways of the Lord's hour. This is God's time in God's place and God's holy ground. Praise and honor you, and by the power of the applied blood of Jesus, that the standard that has risen up against the flood of the enemy 
in the name of Jesus. And we come together and say glory to your wonderful name, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Understand, brothers and sisters, you do not fight in this battle alone. And understand who battle it is. Because we can't do nothing without Jesus. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. That's fashioned against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. We sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord. We sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord.
that when the angel of death saw the blood, he did not enter. Know this, that the blood of Jesus, when the enemy, the demons, the evil spirits, principalities, and power see the blood of Jesus over you, they flee. Because the blood defeated them. The blood of Jesus, hallelujah. There is power. There is power, wonderful working power in the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. Amen? Know this. Lord is victorious and mighty, hallelujah. He has defeated anything that we had the faith that we could not face, that we would not be able to face. He has defeated it, amen? Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. And Lord, we just pray that you breathe on us. Breathe on us again, Lord. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Breathe the breath of life.
minister to you people, Father. Hallelujah. Praise your name. This is the place that we come together and be still and know that you are God, that we come in unity, and we pray for the Holy Spirit to, to minister to us and teach us and anoint us that we can do nothing without you. Oh, Spirit of God, mighty one, oh, praise your wonderful name. Just minister to your people. Set your people free, Lord, I pray. Deliver them. Heal them. And that people will be saved by the presence of the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise his name, brothers and sisters. And know that his name is higher than the rising sun. That the name of Jesus is higher than the rising sun. Oh, 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 oh,
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. That was awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Life and be transferred to a man who loves and serves the Lord with his whole life. 
how he showed me that you have to realize that when you sin and fail, the Lord, I mean, the Lord, you have to admit it and repent and ask the Lord to forgive you and renew and refresh you with his truth. You are to be washed in the water of his word, the water of life. You are to empty yourself and be filled with God's Holy Spirit to trust Jesus Christ in your life and trust him to take you home to his kingdom and eternal life. He was a big, strong-looking, wise man with tender eyes. He, too, had a white beard and hair like wool, bronze skin, looking wise and young, full of life and hope. Then came one more patriarch of God's holy word. This was the Apostle Paul, who was a great example that it is by God's grace and only God's grace that you are saved. He preached and taught both Jew and Gentile. He brought, he brought forth the gospel for all men and women. He had been a great example to me about how to share the gospel and the word of God. He too was wise looking and youthful. He was looking with truthful eyes and peace hath understanding. So these men of God, saints for the ages, came down from God's holy mountain to encourage me, to show me that you can make it. You, my brothers and sisters in Christ, can make it. We have such a great cloud of witnesses, encourages us, cheering us on. Then on the holy mountain I looked, and there was my God and King Jesus. The men all bowed before him. I bow before him, and he said, My son, look at these great men of faith. They have been given to you through my word as examples how to live life, how to deny yourself in this world and obey and serve me. You, like them, have been filled with my Holy Spirit. You are able to do all things through me, your Lord and Master. Learn from them, from my word. Learn to hear my voice as I speak to you each day by my word, by revelation, by dreams, and by vision. Keep your ears open to my voice. Keep your eyes on me, your author and finisher of your faith. Trust me, my son. Share with my beloved church and bride that they too need to do this to make it home like these, my faithful servants. The cloud of witnesses rejoicing that you and many others have come to me through their witness and life they lived on this world for me. The words that I inspired in them to write by the guidance of my Holy Spirit, just as I inspire you to share the truth of my word as I give to share to my created one in my beloved church. The first scripture for this dream is in Hebrews, amen? As I have told you before, and know this, that any dream or vision or revelation from the Lord, he will confirm it with his word. You hear anything from anyone, be sure it is backed up by the standard of Almighty God, and that is his word. Amen? Go to Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. And the word of God says, Wherefore? Let us also, seeing that we are compassed with such a great cloud of witnesses, cast away everything that presses down, and sin that hangeth, let us run. 
for him, endured the cross, and despised the shame, and is set at the right hand of the throne of God. A powerful point from verse 1. Let us also see that we are compassed with such great cloud of witnesses. Applying the former examples, whereby we ought to be stirred up. Stirred up. That means that your blood is pumping, amen? That you're fired up, that you're getting a good sweat on, exercising your faith, amen? Stirred up to run the whole race, casting away all stops and impediments. For brothers and sisters, the race that Jesus has given us is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It is a marathon, amen? It is like cross country. It is not a sprint, a 100-meter sprint, and you're done. Oh, no. No, it's a life. It's a lifetime um, uh, marathon. Amen. I will be sharing about these stops and impediments, which are worldly and ungodly. Amen. That's what the Lord revealed to me, that the stops impediments are worldly and ungodly. The other scripture is in Timothy. Second Timothy. Chapter three. Verses 14 through 17, and God's word says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, which are committed unto thee, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that thou hast known the holy scriptures of a child, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. For the whole scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable to teach, to convince, to correct, and to instruct in righteousness. That the man of God may be absolute, being made perfect unto all good works. One powerful point to this word in pointing to the dream that the Lord gave me. Verse 17, man of God. Prophets. And the expounders of God's will are properly and peculiarly called men of God. This is what the Lord was showing me, to share with you, to admonish you, encourage you to get your wisdom and direction from his word and his word only. Don't look to men for wisdom. There is Their wisdom is foolishness. Trust in the Lord. You check everything you hear and see by God's standard, his word, which is truth. Amen? The second dream was Sunday morning about 4 a.m. I know this because I woke up at the time, and that is when I shared it with my wife, Brenda. I and her and some other believers, about seven of us, all together were in a desert-like area, almost like Israel or some area here that is like desert and wilderness. We uh, we were uh, out walking, enjoying the outdoors. We came to a mountain with boulders and rocks around, and we come to the valley or a flatter place with a stream running over some rocks. That was all we could. Uh, that's all. That's all we could hear is uh, that that water running over the stream of rocks. It was so peaceful there. Then we heard a roar of a lion. Then more roars getting closer. In front of us was like a group of trees. That was where the sounds were coming from. 
Then we saw the young lions coming from the trees just in front of us. At first, we were startled. We moved closer together and tried not to move too much. We, we really had nowhere to go because we were in, in a spot, mountains around us. We had we have to climb, and the lions could climb much quicker and faster than us. So we stood still and started praying. I spoke out and said, Take courage, brethren. Daniel was in the den of lions, and the Lord protected and delivered Daniel from the mouth of the lions, and I know he can do that for us too. We were going to trust in the Lord. Whatever would happen, we were purposing in our heart to trust the Lord. So I prayed and cried out to the Lord and asked him to shut the mouth of the lions as you did for Daniel and deliver us, O Lord, in your mighty name. Brothers and sisters, then a group of clothes came down over, I mean, uh, 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 what in the world did I write? Oh, Lord. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> a group of clouds, not clothes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Sometimes clouds came over us. I don't know why I put clothes. <laughs> clouds. Group of clouds came over us like bellowing clouds when forming for a storm were white and had a gold glow about them. I perceived this was the glory of the Lord. His clouds. Then from these clouds came a bright light shining, going over the lines about their face and mouth. The lines shut their mouths and lined up and started walking away in a straight line from us. Everybody was rejoicing and thanking God for his protection and watching over us, his children. Then the cloud opened up, I mean, opened on the side. I could see the Lord Jesus. He was at the top of the cloud, like in an area like a throne room. He was coming down some stairs to like a balcony overlooking to earth. He had a gold crown with many jewels in it. It was awesome looking. He was in white with a blue tunic. He was like what John described in the book of Revelation. We fell down on our faces too, just prostrate by his holiness and majesty. He told me, buddy, my son, get up. So I did, and in his hand was like a scroll of parchment tied with a red ribbon. And he reached out his nail-starred hand and gave this to me. Then the vision of heaven and the Lord vanished and went away rejoicing for what the Lord had done for us. Knowing how much he loves us as he did Daniel. Was in the house or where we were staying and was pondering about this scroll of parchments the Lord gave me. Then I woke up and told my wife Brenda about this dream. That seemed so real. She said that she believes uh, believes that uh, he wants you to get up and seek his word. So I did. And again, I believe that the Lord was telling me, commanding me to be about my father's business by sharing the truth of my word. Stay in my word. Let the Holy Spirit teach you and guide you into all truths. Stay the course. Do not get away from my word. Hang on to it. Put it in your heart. Study it. Pray it. Teach it. Preach it in season and out of season. Believe it. Apply it to your life and speak it as the Spirit moves and inspires you. So there was my two dreams for such a time as this. 
the scripture for this dream is in Psalms and of Daniel. Amen. First, we go to Daniel 6. Daniel 6, and almost the whole chapter, I do believe, because it's so important, but it's not the whole chapter. It's 1 through 23. And it pleased Darius, chapter, I mean, verse 1, and it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 governors, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three rulers, of whom Daniel was one, that the governors might give accounts upon uh, accounts uh, uh, unto them. And now this Daniel was preferred the rulers and governors because the spirit was excellent in him. Well, I would say so. The spirit of God is excellent. Excellent is his name. Amen. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Wherefore, the rulers and governors sought on occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault. For he was so faithful that there was no blame, no fault in him. Then said these men, we shall not find an occasion against Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Therefore, the rulers and these governors went together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the rulers of thy kingdom and officers and governors and counselors and dukes have consulted together to make a degree for the king and to establish a statute that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, say thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, confirm the decree and seal the writing that it will not be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius sealed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel understood that he had sealed the writing, he went into his house, and his window being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he knelt down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and praised his God as he did after time. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication unto his God. So they came and spake unto the king concerning, Has not not I mean, has thou not sealed the decree that every man that shall make a request to any god or man within thirty days say to thee, O king, shall he be cast in the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altered not. Then answered they, and they said unto the king, This Daniel, which is, is the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the degree that hath sealed, but maketh his petition three times a day. When the king heard these words, he was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till some went down to deliver him. These men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Understand, O king, that the law of the Medes and the Persians is that no degree, no statute which the king confirmeth may be altered. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spat and said unto Daniel, Thy God, listen to this, Thy God, whom thou always servest, even he will deliver thee. <laughs> and a stone was brought, 
and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king filled it with his own signia, and with the signia of his princes, that the purpose not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went into his palace and remained fasting. Neither were the instruments of music brought before him, and he slept went and his slept went from him. Then the king arose early in the morning and went in all haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God. King Darius knew who Daniel was. Is not thy God, whom thou always servest, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the mouth of the Lions, I've shut the lion's mouth, and they have not hurt me. For my justice was found out before him unto thee, O king. I have done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was brought out of the den, and no matter of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. Brothers and sisters, it is very important that you have at least the faith of a mustard seed. Your heart and your mind and everything is focused on believing in your Lord and God and King Jesus. That you will trust him with your very life. That you will trust him with your family's life. You will trust him with everything about your life. That's what it means about knowing him. He said to the ones that, you know, said they did all this in his name to depart from me, you work with Nicky, I never knew you. Jesus wants his children, he wants believers to be like John, who laid his head on his chest, that he had such a close relationship, an intimate relationship, that he knew the heart of God. And he lived it. And that's what the Lord is looking for. But God looks at the heart of men. He don't look at the outside. He don't look at the flesh. He looks at the heart. And he knows if your heart is true or your heart is false. Amen? He believed in his God is the final word in that scripture. Two powerful points from Daniel's life in my dream. Point one from verse 22. My justice was found out before him. My just cause and uprightness in this wherein I was charged is approved of God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise his name. Study yourself approved is one of the word of God, right? Study yourself to be approved. Praise God. As for Daniel, us too, brothers and sisters, our just cause standing for Jesus in our lives. The Lord will watch over us and keep us from the young lion. But another thing the Lord showed me, that it was not only the natural lions and the animals or fierce beasts, but the spiritual young lions that gave wisdom to these ungodly men and deception and jealousy to kill God's servant Daniel, but would fail. Because greater is he in us than he that's in the world. Who is the Lord? Who is the Lord in? Who 
is the Lord in? Amen. That's right. The godly, the righteous one. The godly, the righteous one who the Lord lives in. Not the ungodly, not the worldly, the righteous ones. Amen? Who is in the world? Who is in the world? Who controls and even possesses people in the world? That's right, Satan, the devil. He is deceiving and misleading the one in the world, God have mercy. Second point is in verse 23. Believed in his God because he committed himself wholly unto God whose cause he did defend. He was assured that nothing but God could come unto him. I mean, excuse me, good could come unto him wherein we see the power of faith. Amen, amen, amen. Hebrews 11, verse 33. And what shall I more say? For the time will be too too short for me to tell of Gideon, or Barak, or Samson, or Jebusite, also of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, which through faith, Subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained the promises, stopped the mouth of lions. Confirmed what great men and women of faith be in our example, witnesses to us all who hear and see their faith in true living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise his wonderful name. Oh, I tell you what, the Lord is revealing some things these days. Hallelujah. So this is what the Lord showed me. To apply it to my life now, knowing how important the Word of God in our life, looking to the examples from God, I mean, from the Word of God who trusted the Lord, both men and women who love the Lord, their God with all their heart, life, and mind. This Thanksgiving, I learned a valuable lesson. One of, of Brenda's daughters was taking a stand about the influence of a movie like Fifty Shades of Grey. Brenda and another one of her daughters was standing for truth. But we all were debating about this. Well, later, the Holy Spirit showed me, do like the apostles did. Don't think and use your own wisdom, but wait on the Holy Spirit to give you the words to say that we are, are to confront the works of darkness of this world with truth. This is just an example. And still learning how we are to live and speak our faith. You let the living word of God come alive in you, and it is like light shining in the darkness. Amen. I told Brenda later how I should have answered is with God's truth. His word says, No lustful or adultery will enter into the kingdom of God. And this movie an ungodly book was promoting this kind of lifestyle. So you should not read it or see it. That is what I should have said. I repented and asked the Lord to forgive me for not standing like I should and learn from it. Remember, the Lord told his disciples, when you go before kings and leaders or any people that mock you, accuse you, or trying to condemn you, you wait. Don't think you're with your natural mind. You ask me and the Holy Spirit, and he will give you utterance. So a lesson learned. Amen. 
record is in Psalm 34, verses 1 through 22. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Let me get a little drink here. Glory to the name of the Lord. 34, 1 through 22. Praise the name of the Lord, brothers and sisters. I don't know where you're at, but there's a heat, there's hot, the presence of the Lord. Glory to his name. Woo! Hallelujah. Verse 1. I was always, I mean, I will always give thanks unto the Lord. His praise shall be in my mouth continually. I tell you what, brothers and sisters. Sure should see that more out of believers. I mean, ones that say they're Christians and hardly ever hear them say a praise the Lord or, or uh, uh, hear them say a song, whatever. We as believers need to quit being timid. We need to stand for truth and let the light of God shine forth. We are to celebrate and praise the Lord daily, not one time a week or twice a week. We are to live the life of a believer that we should be excited about Jesus, who is alive and well, and what he has done for each one of us, what he has delivered us from, what he has saved us from. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of the visions, the dreams, the pictures have seen of hell. God have mercy and thank him for his mercy and love that he has delivered us, that we believe in him and trust him to take us home to the place that he said he is making for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. That we should praise the Lord continually. Not not uh, complaining and griping and groaning. And, and, and just like uh, uh, I saw something recently about this, this shooting, you know, and talking about trying to blame God. I said, it's funny how the people, they, they always, you know, when anything bad or something, they blame God. They say, oh, God did this. God did that. But in their time of struggle and their time of, of, of needing help, they're crying, oh, Lord, save me. Oh, Lord, save me. That's sort of like what Paul, I mean, what James says, having a double mind, isn't it? Amen. Verse 2. My soul shall glory in the Lord. Listen to this. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Praise ye the Lord with me. And let us magnify his name together. Amen. That's what we're doing. We come together in the name of the Lord. Amen. We come together to worship and praise and honor him. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Hallelujah. You seek, just like I shared. Seek and you will find. Yea, he delivered me out of all my fear. Glory to the name. What does that word mean, baby? What does all mean? Amen. All. All the fear. They shall look unto him and run to him, and their faces shall not be ashamed, saying. Hallelujah. Does that sound like some people that are hiding behind the rocks? No, no. No. We're not ashamed that it's coming. We're not ashamed to see Jesus in the air, in the clouds coming for us. No, we will not shrink back and be ashamed, but we will raise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 6, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord pinched, 
around about them that fear him and deliver them. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord. And Brother Elias shared that the Lord said, that's him. <laughs> that's our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Deliver them, praise God. The ones who fear him, respect and honor him, who believe. Verse 8, taste and see how gracious the Lord is. Blessed is a man that trusteth in him. Hallelujah. That's a powerful one verse of scripture. Taste ye and see how gracious the Lord is. Blessed is a man who trusteth in him. Blessed. Amen. Verse 9. Fear the Lord his saints. For nothing wanteth to them that fear him. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Verse 10. The lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they which seek the Lord shall want nothing that is good. They're not going to be wanting because God's providing. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Come, children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life? And love his long days for to see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips that they speak no guilt. Eschew evil and do good. That means stay away from evil. I mean, get away from it. Seek peace and follow after it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. Amen. We're righteous ones by Christ. Amen. By the blood of the Lamb of God, we are righteous. And his ears are open unto their cry. When you cry out, God hears you. When you cry out from a sincere heart and know that you need help and know that you can't do it, you can't do it yourself, he hears your voice. Hallelujah. But listen to verse 16. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off their remembrance from the earth. They won't even be remembered. God have mercy. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and delivereth them out of, say it, baby, all their troubles. Hallelujah. Powerful word of God. It is near unto them that are of a contrite heart, and which save such be afflicted in spirit. Great are the troubles of the righteous. This is the word of God. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Oh, we're learning a word here, amen. We've learned it, but God's showing more. Listen to this. He keepeth all his bones. Now, this is a prophetic word for Jesus. And when he was crucified on the cross for me and you, he keepeth all his bones, none of them is broken. Now I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you know anything about the history of the crucifixion, <laughs> uh, they didn't, you know, they lingered in the things, but when it came into like uh, the, the Jewish holidays and all, they, they didn't, they, uh, they did break the bones of the legs of the other two, uh, Jesus. But Malus, shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall perish. God have mercy. 
shall perish. Praise the name of the Lord. What a promise there, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Oh, powerful word of God, I tell you. Two powerful points from this portion of Scripture. Amen? Verse 1 from verse 10. The lions do lack and suffer hunger. The godly by their patience obedience profit more than which revine and spoil. We will focus on that they they hear a group great truth for us too who are godly. Amen. But let's look at they here. The they. They which revine and spoil. Let's look at these two words that describe that they hear the lions. Revine means to pillage, act of robbery, plundering. Spoil means, oh, damage severely or harm something, especially with the reference, I mean, reverence, I mean, excuse me, not reverence, but reference to its excellence, value, and usefulness. There is more. To impair, damage, or harm the character of the nature of someone by unwise, excess, excessive indulgence. Oh, we have that goes on. Sounds a lot like worldly. How about the influence of the um, spiritual young lions wanting you to indulge in the things of this world and ever, oh, I mean, and even overindulge to the place of killing you and sending you to hell. That is the plan to get you to indulge in the things of the temporal world, the things of the devil like witchcraft, occultists, psychics, pagan religion, rebellion against God Almighty is what they want you to do, want you to reject him, reject his son, Jesus Christ, and you will be lost to hell for eternity. The Lord Jesus spoke to his disciples and us too. Each one of us, his word now. The very first thing he said about the end times is this. Let no man deceive you. Remember, brothers and sisters, all those out there, there who are not being led by the Spirit of God or being influenced or possessed by demons and evil spirits. They are being influenced by their sinful flesh, too. So be alert to the young lion. They can come in many forms. The only way you can overcome them is to trust and believe in Jesus Christ. Amen? The second is from verse 22. Redeemeth the souls of his servants. Hallelujah. For when they seem to be overcome with great dangers and death itself, Listen to this promise. Listen to this truth. Then God showeth himself their redeemer. Hallelujah. Amen. So true. Glory to God. But God showeth himself their redeemer. Hallelujah. Jesus is our redeemer, our great redeemer and glorious Savior. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. What a great promise from God's word, from David. The man that was after God's own heart. And these words, the prophetic words about what God was going to do through his son, Jesus. He is the only way, the truth and the life. There is no other but 
Stephen. This is shared by a person named Heaven Bound. They shared at the Marriage Supper of a Lion Facebook page. You have to see this picture of the man who was going to be hanged and died for his faith in Christ. Amen. I will put it on my timeline too. I encourage you to go to go to see this. Heaven bound. Men and brethren, when you live in awareness that this world is not your home, that you are just passing through it, that Jesus had gone on ahead to prepare a better place for you in heaven, you are not afraid to die, especially if you're dying for a just cause for Jesus. This man is about to be hanged for refusing to renounce Jesus. As I learned from the source where I got this picture, watch the happiness on his face as he bids farewell to his family as he is about to be hanged. Why would a man wear such a happy face in the face of death? It can only be because of where he is going to, to this city where. Revelations 21. Verses 18 through 21, praise his name. The building of the wall of it was jasper, and the city was pure gold, like into glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all matter and precious stones. And the streets of the city were pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. Let us reason together. Will a man, will a man not be happy if he was told, He's being taken from this world to live in the, in, in, in the city described above. Remember Stephen? Priests were about to stone him. The Bible records that. Acts 7, verses 55 through 56. And he, being filled of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly. Remember, the Lord says, he told his disciples, look up, didn't he? Didn't he say, look up? Amen? Then he says, stay fast, stand fast into heaven and saw the glory of God in Jesus standing at the right hand of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. You notice, you know, it talked about Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. But when he sees one of his children that is going to die and pour his life and blood for him, he stands in honor. Stands in honor. Oh, such a humbling thing. Ah, oh, beloved, I'm excited. When you know where you're going, there is no fear of death. I can tell you one truth. You are afraid of death because you have made this world your home. You have invested or is investing here instead of heaven. Think of heaven as your permanent home. And death will be a joy. But don't go and hang yourself. Hang yourself that you want to go go to heaven. That one will land you in hell like Judas. When the enemy hangs you, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> forgive me. Clear my throat here. <coughs> Jesus' name. When the enemy hangs you, when the enemy hangs you for a just cause. You return back home and has been quickened, and it has a reason, and you have a reason to be happy. 
excuse me. <clears throat> Example in what this point said about us, the redeemed of the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is an example like this man, not denying his Lord, but rather die than deny his Savior and the Lord Jesus. What love, what faith and trust he has in Jesus and his word. Amen. I mean, brothers and sisters, it reminds me of the scripture that talks about that Jesus endured the cross <clears throat> for the joy that was set before him. Amen. So now we move to our lesson tonight. Amen. So far, very powerful, as my brother Javon always says. Amen. Powerful. That's right, brother. So again, the Lord wants to show two contrasts. The worldly, ungodly, and the righteous. Amen. First, we will deal with the ones who are worldly and ungodly by the word of God. Amen. Question. What does the Bible say about worldliness? Answer. The dictionary definition of worldly is relating to or devoted to the temporal world. Worldliness, then, is the condition of being concerned with worldly affairs, especially to neglect the spiritual things. The Bible has a great deal to say about worldliness. None of it is good. As me and my wife say, no good, no good. Paul equates worldliness with spiritual immaturity. Mm, spiritual immaturity. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Let's look at this. And all I can speak unto you, brethren, as unto spiritual men, but as unto carnal even as unto babes in Christ. I gave you milk to drink and not meat, for ye were not yet able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying, strife, divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? That's what Paul's asking them. The first point from this scripture is in verse 1. Them carnal, which which are as yet ignorant, and therefore to express it the better, he termeth them babes. They are like babes, not growing and maturing, just like the little babies wanting milk. God have mercy. Let's look at this word carnal. Again, brothers and sisters, single word can mean so much. Listen to this. Listen to what carnal means. Pertaining to or characterized by the flesh or body. It's passions, appetite, sensual. There is more. Not spiritual, merely human, temporal, and worldly. There you go. Paul was telling this to the ones of the church in Corinth. They would go over this this that would go over like a lead balloon in some of the churches today. They'd run Paul out of town on a rail. This would sure offend someone and have their feelings hurt, but the truth is like a two edged sword, cutting deep into the marrow, pricking the heart to righteousness and to repent of sin and being 
America needs. That's what the church everywhere needs. It needs the truth of God's word that is sharper than two-edged sword. Hallelujah. To get right with God. That's the purpose in life is to serve and honor God. And, and, and if you are a sinner, if you are one separated from God because of your sin, you need to get right with God. I want you to get right with the righteous one, who is Jesus. It's only by his life and by the poured out blood that he gave his life. No one took his life. He gave it. He laid it down himself. I remember some of the movies, like The Passion of the Christ, that showed Christ crawling and embracing the cross because he knew what it would do for each one of us who he truly loves. He loved us before we thought about loving him. Oh, what great love and mercy our God has. What a mighty God we serve. What a loving, righteous, holy God. Out there, can you point out any other supposedly leader or a person that people follow or believe in died for them? Only Christ. Not the Pope. Not Buddha. Not Muhammad. Not Putin, not Obama. None of them. Only Christ died. Only the Son of the living God died. Who would else, anyone else do that, come from their lofty, uh, come from like their lofty kingdom or a high-powered place and just come to and be a, a, like a, a, a servant and, and just pour out everything of their prestige and their royalty <laughs> And become a mere man and and identify with us, identify with our pain and our hurt and sorrow, identify with all the bondage and the things of the enemy of our soul, the chains and the and the and the and the, the, the yokes and all that he would put on uh blinders over your eyes. In this, his claws in your brain. Understand what a great and mighty God and mighty Lord we serve, who defeated all that, put it all under his feet, and he holds the keys of death and hell now. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The second point, just as convicting from God's word, walk as men. By the square and compass of men's wit and judgment. No good. You need God's wisdom and compass to guide us. Amen? Where he addresses the believers in the church of corn in regard to the worldly behavior. Thou, they were believers. He calls them brothers. They were spiritual babies who could not understand the deep things of God that Paul wished to share with them. They have never progressed past learning the basics of the faith and were simply content to remain there. This lack of immaturity led to their behaving as though they were still part of the unsaved world. That would be like a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. They quarreled among themselves as to which of them was greater because of which of the apostles they followed. 1 Corinthians 1, 
Timothy 2.13 and 3 and 4. It's all right, baby. You must put up. When in reality they followed none of them, following instead their own lust and desire to elevate themselves above others' pride. Paul exhorted them to grow up and mature in the faith so that you would cease from worldly behavior. The epistles depict worldliness as the exact opposite of godliness. The world's wisdom is not wisdom at all. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 and 19. Rather, it is foolishness, especially the world's wisdom on the subject of religion. We see that today in the endless discussions of spirituality by men whose spiritual wisdom is based on nothing more than worldly illusions. True wisdom that comes from God is against the foolish wisdom of the world throughout the scriptures. The message of the cross is foolishness to those with worldly wisdom who are perishing. 1 Corinthians 1.18. They can't believe it in one sense that a mighty God and king would do something like this. It is far beyond. There's no way this happened. Because true wisdom comes not from men's philosophies, but from God's word. True godliness is always opposed by the world. Oh, we know that. Furthermore, Paul refers to a worldly sorrow, 2 Corinthians 7.10, which is opposite of a godly sorrow that comes from true repentance. True repentance. That you truly turn from your sin in flesh and turn to the Lord. Amen? Godly sorrow is what we feel over our sin when we come to see it as God sees it. And when our view of it is in accord with His. Worldly sorrow, on the other hand, does not stem from the knowledge of sin against a holy God, but rather from circumstances in which the worldly find themselves. Worldly sorrow stems from a love of self and may arise from the loss of friends or property, from disappointment or from shame and disgrace. But listen, but once the, the circumstances right themselves, worldly sorrow disappears. Godly sorrow, however, is only elevated by the turning to Christ, who alone provides freedom from the sorrow, the penalty, and the power of sin. Do you hear that? Provides freedom. Freedom from sorrow, the penalty, and the power of sin. Hallelujah. Finally, the scripture draws a clear distinction between friendship with God and friendship with the world. James 4.4 tells us that friendship with the world is hatred toward God. He goes on to say that anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. The apostle James uses the strong words hatred and enemy to drive home the point that we can be in the world or in the kingdom, but not both 
because they are at opposite ends of the spectrum. Those who choose worldliness choose to live in the enemy's camp because all that is of the world is under the control of Satan. 1 John 5:19. He is the ruler of the world, and when he chooses when he and when we choose the world, listen to this, this is sad. Don't even I mean this is sad. We enlist and become enemies of God. Oh, you don't want to be there, brothers and sisters. No one wants to be there. For the Christian, the choice is clear. To avoid worldliness, we must mature in the faith, growing up in all things in Christ, so that we are no longer spiritual infants, tossed about by the lies of the world. Ephesians 4 14 and 15, you can't put this one up, that we henceforth be no more children, wavering, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the of men. Remember what the Lord said, let no man deceive you. And with craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to the sea, lay in wait. But let us follow the truth in love. And in all things, that word again, all, things go up into him, which is the head, that is Christ. Hallelujah. We must come to know the difference between the wisdom of God and the foolishness of the worldly wisdom. And that it is only achieved by careful and diligent study of the word, seeking God's wisdom in prayer. James 1 5. And enjoying the fellowship of other mature believers who can encourage us to reject worldliness and embrace godliness. So we will look at a few more scriptures about ungodly and worldly. Amen? Four scriptures from Song about ungodly. Songs 1 1. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Psalms 1 4. The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff, which the wind driveth away. Psalms 1 5. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. In Psalm 1-6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Isn't it very interesting? This is the first song of David. The first song. And what does he, what is the revelation? What is God saying? For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish shall perish. God have mercy. Very clear what God thinks of the godly. Amen. Songs 3, verse 7. Songs 3, verse 7. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. No good for the ungodly. When God's smitten you, you will never forget it. Proverbs nineteen twenty eight. Proverbs nineteen twenty eight. 
28. An ungodly witness scorneth judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. You had it, baby? Okay. Now let's move on to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 1 9. Knowing this, that the law, listen to what Timothy says. I mean, Paul says to Timothy, knowing this, that the law, not but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of the fathers and murderers of the mother, mothers, for manslayers, God have mercy. First Peter 4.18. <laughs> Listen to this. Is anyone out there uh, uh, not made a decision for Christ? You need to hear this. If First Peter 4.18. For if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? There's a question that Peter's asking. The righteous scarcely be saved. Where should the ungodly and sinner appear? Not a very good place that I am sure of. These next three scriptures talk about what happens to the ungodly. You don't want to be part of this crowd. Amen. Two of these come to pass the two of these have come to pass by God's word. And there is evidence to prove this in this world. The next one is coming to the ungodly unholy Christ rejecting word I mean world God have mercy Second Peter two five and spared not the old world but saved Noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness came the blood upon the world of who the ungodly ones without God ones that are reprobate they don't know between good and evil. They start saying evil's good and good is evil. That's how messed up they are. They, the only answer for them is the Savior, and that's Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Peter two six. Turning the cities of Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with a overthrow making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Second Peter 3, 7. This is the one that's coming. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word kept in store, Reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. This is coming, and the Lord wants you all out there to know this. Turn from this world, turn from being ungodly, and turn to God and be godly in your life. Amen. These are the last three about ungodly from the book of Jude. Jude 1 4. 
For there are certain men crept in un- unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God in lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse in Jude 1.15, execute upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, listen to all this, and all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. How many times is ungodly in this one scripture? One, two, three, four, four times. The Lord is making a point. In the last scripture in Jude, Jude one eighteen. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their ungodly lust. Oh, yes, that is so true. These scriptures say it all about being ungodly in a place you do not want to be in before a holy, righteous God. Amen. So we have seen about what it is to be worldly and ungodly. Now. Let's move to the righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis 7-1. Praise is one of the names. Encouraging news, brother sister. Good news from God's word. His promises and his truth to each one of us. Amen. Who truly love him and serve him. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou, all thy house, into the ark. For, thy, for thee have I seen righteous. Before me in this generation. Hallelujah. Noah is seen as righteous before God. Opposite of the wicked and ungodly during his days. We too pray and believe that we are seen righteous before the Lord through Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalms 32 verse 11. Psalms 32 verse 11. Add in the Lord and rejoice ye righteous. And shout for joy, all that are upright in heart. You who are righteous can be glad, rejoice, and shout for joy. Amen. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I rejoice for he has made me glad. Hallelujah. Listen to these promises from your loving God. Amen. And we heard them earlier from this chapter, but they're worth repeating. What? I almost burnt my foot the other night. I was was dozing. And all of a sudden I felt, oh, my foot's on fire. (laughs) Amen. Little space heater we have here, brother. <laughs> you don't want to put your foot too close, or you'll get burnt. Oh, there's a word. You don't. You don't want to put your foot or put yourself close to sin. You'll get burnt. Amen. Okay, Psalms 34:15. The eyes of the Lord are upon righteous, and His ears open to their cry. Isn't that awesome? The Lord is watching over us. He's listening to us. He listened to us as we speak and pray to him. Amen. 
Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cries, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Praise his name. What a powerful word. Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth of them all. There, there, that is, there is that word again. All means all. Amen. About the righteous comes in bunches. About the righteous, it comes in bunches. In Psalm 37, of course, seven scriptures about the righteous. Amen. Hold on, my headset's trying to fall. Okay, here we go. Psalm 37:16. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Amen. So, and, there's, and for you, Minister Paul, you out there listening, Psalm 37, 37, brother. I tell you what, I've been seeing that number so much in 222 in so many places. So much. Such a big increase. God is speaking in many different ways these days. Psalm 37, 17. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. Psalm 37, 21. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. Psalm 37, 25. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I am not seeing the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. The promises of God. The promises of God. Amen. Psalm 37, 29. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. What land? Oh, beautiful land. Oh, the land of our home. The land of our God. The heavenly home. Amen. Song 37.30. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. Song 37.39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. Who, Who's your salvation? It is the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. Great wisdom and truth from songs. Amen. Let's move into the New Testament. Matthew 10.41. Matthew 1041. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. You will receive a righteous man reward. Amen. This section of scripture, I think, is it is important to include the righteous and the ungodly wicked. Amen. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. And when the Son of Man cometh in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, 
Come, ye blessed of my Father. Take the inheritance of the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in unto you. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirst and gave thee drink? When we see thee a stranger and took in unto us, or naked or clothed thee, or when we saw thee sick or in prison and came unto thee, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch you have done it to the least of, my, of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then he shall say to them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. You notice who it was prepared for? It wasn't intended for God created, uh, created once. Not the children of God, not man, not woman. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. God have mercy. For I hungered, and you gave me no meat. I thirst, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not into you. I was naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. They Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when we saw thee unhungered, or thirst, or stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, or did, or did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them and say, Verily I say unto you, insomuch that ye did not do it to the least of these, ye did not do it unto, I mean, ye did it not to me. And these shall go into everlasting pain, and the righteous into life eternal. All I can say, be righteous, not ungodly and worldly. God have mercy. John seventeen twenty five. O righteous Father, the world have not known thee, but I have known thee, and thee have known that thou hast sent me. Be like your heavenly Father. He is righteous. You be righteous. Amen. Romans five nineteen. For by as for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall be made righteous. Thank God for Christ's obedience, so we can be righteous. Amen. Romans 16. Being then made free from sin, ye become servants of righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 8.10. Romans 8.10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. The spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. The flesh is dead. Leave that old man in the grave and let the new man rise by the power of the spirit. Because of righteousness, powerful truth, that the word of God is telling what you have been made into. First Corinthians, 
First Corinthians one thirty. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is unto listen to this wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Praise God. Hallelujah. Made unto us, that's what it says. Ephesians four. 24, you put on the new man, which after, I mean, after God is created on, uh, in righteousness and holiness. What, what does that say? That you attain it? No, listen to the word of God. That ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's what God is saying about you, brothers and sisters. What what Christ has done is very powerful. Ephesians 5, 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Amen? The fruit of the Spirit. 1, 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto glory and of God. Amen. Be filled too. First Timothy six eleven. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. And here's one of these two twenty twos. Second Timothy to so youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that are called of the Lord out of a pure heart. Hebrews one eight. Hebrews one eight. Be unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A sceptre of righteousness is the sceptre of the kingdom. The throne of the power of God is righteousness. Amen. James 5.16 Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Our prayers availeth much. Amen. First Peter 3.12 For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Praise, praise God. This is like the uh, like uh, what he is confirming, Psalm 34. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But listen to this. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Oh, you don't want to be there. Amen. Confirmed through Peter what David said in Psalms. It's like I was saying. First John two one. First John two one. My little children, these things I write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Be like our Savior and Lord. Amen. He is the righteous. First John two twenty nine. If you know, if you know that he is righteous, 
you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Fine, brothers and sisters. Know the people by their fruit. Know their lifestyles. Amen. Here is a sign that someone is born of Christ. He or she doeth righteousness in their life daily. These three scriptures are from the book of Revelation. Revelation 19, verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Listen to what the fine linen is. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Hallelujah. Revelation 19.11. I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. Revelation 22:11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Glory to God in the highest. He is righteous. Leave you with this scripture that is so powerful about being ready for Christ's return for his righteous ones. Titus 2, verses 11 through 13. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation to all men hath appeared and teaches us that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lust, and that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and appearing of that glory of that mighty God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. This clearly shows the contrast between the ungodly, the worldly, to the righteous. This tells us how we are to be at the coming of the Lord. Not being worldly and ungodly, being righteous, serving the Lord in this present world. What is righteous? It is being right standing with God. You live at his standard. You live righteous. You live and believe in faith in the true righteous one, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, I need you. Hallelujah. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I come. Amen. I confess. Bowing mm. here, I find my Without you, I fall apart. That's right. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you.
Hi. Ooh, Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is going to be from Daniel 1, 17 through 21. I'm not going to read it, but you can go ahead and put the story up if you like. Amen. All right. This, it's, it's called The Uncompromising Life. Here's the reward for an uncompromising life. An uncompromising life brings many blessings into our lives while compromise deprives us of God's favor and blessings. Aaron compromised his conviction, led Israel to idolatry, and lost the privilege of entering the promised land. Balaam promised and lost his life under the wrath of God. Gideon compromised and brought a snare upon himself, his family, and the whole nation. Samson compromised his righteous devotion to God and lost his strength, his sight, his ministry, and his life. Eli compromised the divine standard for the priesthood and lost the priesthood, lost the ark of God, and lost and the glory of God departed from Israel. Saul compromised his divine calling and commission and lost his royal privilege, lost the indwelling spirit, and eventually lost his life. Solomon compromised the command of God's king Mm -hmm. and married pagan, unbelieving wives, and lost the favor of God and the United Kingdom. Oh, not good. No good. Gosh, I tell you, I'm not one of these. I'm going to just do it the best messed up I can. A hit so feel compromised his loyalty to the anointed of the Lord and lost earthly life and entered an eternal life in the rebellion of Absalom. The young prophet compromised his faithfulness to the word of God and lost his ministry, his life, and posterity to the lion. Joseph lived an uncompromising life and received the fulfillment of his God-given dream. Caleb lived an uncompromising life and was kept alive until he received his portion in the promised land. Joshua lived an uncompromising life and was given the leadership position over Israel. Ruth, an uncompromising life, and she had the reproach of Willhood taken away. Samuel lived an uncompromising life and was in favor of God throughout his life. You know what's happening here? The Lord is showing more examples, that great cloud of witnesses that are encouraging us and cheering us on like he showed me in the dream. More the Lord is showing. He said, look, look at the examples of the one that lived godly. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Elijah lived an uncompromising life and received spectacular answers to all his all all with prayer. Nehemiah lived compromising life and did great exploits in troublous times. Mordecai lived an uncompromising life and was promoted to great honors until 
this man, Mordecia, I'm Mordecai. Mordecai waxed greater and greater. Amen. Job lived an uncompromising life, and God made an hedge about him Amen. and about all that he had on his side. And so the Lord blessed the latter end of Jacob more than his beginning. Amen. An uncompromising life attracts God's recognition on earth and great rewards in eternity. Amen. Spiritual perception given to an uncompromising life. As we have seen in the life of Daniel, his three companions and other, many others in the, Bible, in the Bible, there were godly men and women who will not compromise their conviction in any situation. Amen. Such faithful believers will not abandon their biblical conviction and moral standards for any personal gain. As a recompense for their integrity, faithfulness, and uncompromising life, God gave Daniel, Sedrach, Meshach, and Abednego natural skills and spiritual gifts. They were diligent in their commitment to duty and took all necessary steps to study hard. They had both an uncompromising life and an uncommon love for learning. God, in all their spiritual devotion and secular duties, the Lord granted them great attainment in, in learning and extraordinary achievements in life. God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. However, pleasures of defilement they deprived themselves of were adequately recognized and rewarded by God. They kept their conviction to the unique, the unique detail, and God rewarded them with the greatest of endowments. Amen. The sunshine of their spiritual perception brought much light to the king and his nation in later years. An enlightened mind a renewed spirit, a clean brain, a sound, perceiving, understanding heart, a happy life, a happy body, a healthy body, and an influential personalities were their lifelong possessions. Mm. Their spiritual endowments included special gifts of inspiration, uncommon and unknown in their day. Amen. Daniel was endowed with prophetic gifts and insight the mind of the spirit. Amen. He was enabled to commune, commune with God and to receive revelation from heaven like no other man in his generation. Mm. Hidden mysteries were discovered, understood, and interpreted by Daniel, and he became God's special ambassador to a foreign nation in the hour of, the, of their greatest need. There is a great spiritual need in every nation today. Only godly men and women of uncommon conviction and uncompromising life will be used of God to meet the need. Special progress gained through an uncommon life, uncompromising life. After three years of concentrated study and learning, Daniel and his three companions, with all the 
others were brought before the king and examined by him. King himself was a man of great learning and experience. Though they had studied the science of the Chaldeans, chiefly nature history, agricultural, agricultural, and the art of war, astronomy, etc., and the languages of the Chaldeans, the king was acknowledgeable and competent enough to examine, question, and evaluate the levels of understanding. This is a great advance in the empire of the king, was not ignorant of basic and even advanced learning of his time. Ignorance has no pro- is no premium for the early for any leader at any age at any time. The ability to interact intelligently graduates who would minister in the palace and serve the kingdom was important for the protection of the king and the progress of the kingdom. Daniel and his godly friends rose to great prominence and they had pursued their daily skills and clear heads and pure hearts and the Lord had reserved positions of honor for them. Because of the divine favor upon their faithfulness and uncompromising life, they were employed in honorable offices at that court, elevated to high ranks, and were given particular tokens of royal favor. Among all of them found none like Daniel, Meshach, I don't know, Hania. And Daniel, Meshach, and Tubagol, uh, uh, I mean. Uh, yeah. Therefore stood they before the king. As the king communed with the, all the young Mishigo. men. Mishigo. And, Mishigo. All right. With all the young men who had been trained with the curriculum of the Chaldeans, he found these four godly, uncompromising Jews ten times. Ten times better than all of his realm. Much better and wiser than all the young men who had went through the same training and meet indeed far better and wiser than the, the curers that established a reputation in Babylon. The best life is an uncompromising life. The principle and promotion of these godly, righteous young men of uncompromising conviction and character confirmed that godliness is profitable unto all things. Having compromised, having promise of the of the life that is now and which is to come. For natural preservation granted for an uncommon uncompromising life. And Daniel continued even unto his first year as King Cyrus, as King Cyrus, times of dangerous, a danger and disease threats the decree and death reigned in the land. But he continued in health, honor, influence, and usefulness. He lived during the gloomy days of the destruction of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, till the glorious day of the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. By Cyrus, favorable days in the king's palace and the fearful nights in the lion's den, he lived and continued without harm or hurt. Long after the compromise, comp- 
compromises had died and were forgotten, the uncompromising Daniel continued to live. And he lived till the joyful days of Judas released from captivity. In, In the way of righteousness is life, and the pathways therefore is no death. God's divine favor kept him healthier and stronger than the compromiser who ate the king's Danny and defiled food. God loves the uncompromising life because it exalts him above king and princes. Christians of uncommon conviction and uncompromising character deny self to glorify God, mortifies the flesh to live an obedience to God's word in all things. His love for God is supreme, and God's love for him is constant and abiding. He, as he holds, upholds scripture, standard without wavering, so keep, God keeps his promises to him without wavering. The promise of God includes healing, good health, and long life. Daniel enjoyed this promise of good health and long life with profitable and prophetic ministry. These promises of God are still being fulfilled in the lives of faithful, committed, uncompromising Christians today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It was short. I'm sorry. It's powerful. It was short, but it's powerful. Yes, it was. But I do have to tell them about... uh, what I heard today on the radio, and it, okay. again, I'm not the best repeater for stories. So, anyway, so um, help me out. I forget the first part. I knew I was going to mess it up. Imagine a a basketball player, oh, okay. yeah. and you're going for the ultimate dunk shot and you're you're going up there and you're going to slam dunk this shot and you're going up there and you're almost to the rim of the basketball and then out of the you're up nowhere here comes your opponent and he don't knock the ball away he knocks you away then he knocks he knocks you so hard that you fall to the ground Mm. and and anyway so you didn't get the same point but the Right, the man in the striped shirt comes over and calls a foul on the opponent. And so you get to do your two points. You get unevaded two points at that. Mm-hmm. So here it is. There, you're going to go. So you get to shoot your two points. But if you take it upon yourself Wow, that guy just knocked me down. I'm going to take care of him. So the man in the striped shirt, not he doesn't let you do your two points. He's going to foul him, and then he's going to throw you out there for being mm-hmm. for for hitting him. So you got to let the man in the striped shirt do his part. Mm-hmm. And. By these stripes, you're healed. Yeah, man. Amen. Praise God. And it's just like anything in, in any kind of sport. What happens 
not usually the first person, it's the second one who responds. He gets the personal foul or whatever. And it's not that we respond in our own strength, but we're to be uh, humble and when we respond like Jesus would, and then uh, you'll be blessed. And, and, well, anyway, the point of my story is that, I mean, everything's going along, and all of a sudden, you don't get your two points. Well, that's your path. That is your path that you're going through. But the Lord, who's in the striped shirt, mm-hmm. he has other plans. So he's going to, you know, we're going to go through trials. Right. We are going to go through trials. But... Hey, you're also going to get, if if you are strong in the word, if you if you stay rely on the Lord, He's going to give you two points unavailed. Amen. Praise God. That's right. Otherwise, you're otherwise you're going to He's going to kick you out of the game. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it says He delivers from all our troubles. All. I mean, yeah. Amen. But but it's. Anyway, I, I I can tell you right now, Greg Laurie said it a lot better than I did. <laughs> Amen. Well, you, you got the point across. Everybody thinks they understand. Okay. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for <laughs> indulging me and in me trying to be Greg Laurie. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters, understanding about being uncompromising. That as you come to Christ, you've got to consider the cost. Amen? Consider cost. Your name 
he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our father that they should make them known to their children, that the generations to come might know them, the children who knew would be born, that they might arise and declare them to their children, and that they, they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep commandments. Amen. That's Psalm 78, 5, 6, Amen. and 7. Hope has been defined as desire married to expectation. Tertullian, one of the early church fathers, said, Hope is patience with the lamp lit. According to our key passage, one of the primary reasons God gives us his word was to transfer hope to future generations. It is not enough that this so warming sunshine is filled with the, it must shine down to the fourth floor and nurture the saplings as well. Life is often unpredictable. At times, we may even face what appears to be hopeless situations. But we are in a covenant with, with the God of hope, who fills us with all joy and peace in believing, and that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So this generation is rolling downhill towards a time of tribulation like none other that has ever seen. We have a blessed hope, a glorious, the glorious appearing of Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture promises that when we see him, we shall be like him. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. What just happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, all the promises we can pass to our children, this is the one that's most important, that Jesus coming again to establish himself once and for all as Lord of lords and King of kings and heaven and earth. To our prayer declaration, I'm yes. going to add my children, add yours. Yes. Lord, I set my hope on you, always and in all things. I declare there is no hopeless situation. Thank you for giving me the courage to expect your promises to be fulfilled. Yes. This hope is in the is the anchor of my soul in stormy seas. By faith, I pass this spiritual capacity to my children, the ability to hold on to the promise of God, no matter what is happening in life. I believe that you will fill Joshua and Emma, Scotty and April and Jessica and Bobby and Veronica and their spouses and their children with all joy and peace in believing that they may always abound in hope. 
through the power of the Holy Spirit as we both look forward to that blessed hope of your return and the hope and the glory that resides with this. And I'm going to add this as a personal note. I am going to, I'm asking you, Lord, to open the eyes of our children, Lord. Amen. Remove the scales yeah. from their eyes, Lord, that yeah. they can see that you are the God of love. You are the way to go, Lord. I, I, I plea, I hang on to your garment, Lord, please, and asking you to open their eyes and soften their hearts. This world has taken our children and filled them with these distractions from you, Lord, to the point that some of them are so distracted that they cannot see the dangers of the bridge that is out. I ask you to open their eyes, Lord, Lord. in your name of your precious son that has opened many eyes before me and that's going to open many eyes further. In your precious son's name I ask, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Amen. Amen. As the enemy has blinded the people of this world, but by the word of the gospel, the light of the gospel, God will open the eyes of our children, open the eyes of our family, open the eyes of our co-workers and uh, uh, apartment dwellers around us and people that we come in contact with, for we are the light, that we are the lamps that have the good news, and that by our witness and by our words and by our lives, that we share the truth and the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That will be the light that's the light of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, yesterday I was listening to a video, and the Lord uh, pricked my heart by his Holy Spirit, and he showed me something that I'm going to share here before I share this song. And understand what Sis Brenda just saw when she was praying about a bridge being out. Well, that's like what the Lord is saying in this. As you go, and we go to Isaiah chapter 2, the amplified version the Lord says to share. Isaiah chapter 2, starting with verse 7. And the last important scripture is verse 12. Verse 7 says, Their land has also been filled with silver and gold. There is no end to their treasures. Their land has been filled with horses, and there is no end to their chariots. Does that sound sort of familiar to where we're living here in America and other nations? Verse 8, Their land has also been filled with idols. They worship the work of their hands, that which their own fingers have made. Does that sound familiar? So the common man has been humbled before idols, and the man of importance has been degraded. Therefore, do not forgive them, O Lord. Go among the rocks and hide in the dust, for the terror of the Lord and from splendor of his majesty. Verse 11, the proud look of man will be degraded. 
in the arrogance of man will be humbled. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. And brothers, sisters, this is the main verse. The day of reckoning is here, the Lord said. For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against all who are proud and arrogant, against all who are lifted up, that they may be degraded. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. And this is a song for this time that is coming. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Let me find it here. Amen. People, get ready. You better get ready because a day of reckoning of the Lord thy God is here.
walking around with their fingers in their ears singing da 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 I don't want to hear the sound of the coming king. But he said, he said, well, I have held my peace for a long, long, long time. And in my silence, you thought that I was all together like you. And in your heart, you were settled in complacency. You said, he won't even respond. You said, he's not interested. You said, he's dead.
He is the line of the tribe of Judah. That's right, sis Judah. I mean, sis uh, link up. Amen. Hallelujah. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb of God that will be bringing the day of reckoning. And his wrath is coming forth and be poured out on all the ungodly and worldly and wicked and the ones with a reprobate mind that don't know good from evil. God have mercy. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. This is time to come tonight. And this is the time of prayer. Well, brothers and sisters, we have some uh, testimonies, or we have some uh, a praise reports because of prayer. Last week we prayed for Sister Brenda. She is healed. She is feeling better. Amen. There's a star by that one. Praise God. Hallelujah. That we uh, uh, pray, brother, uh, brother Javon. Have you heard anything about brother Javon? Uh, that he's any better. Brother, have you heard anything? And uh, see that brother, uh, Mr. 2262 is not here, so can't ask him about that. But we need to pray for Israel and Jerusalem and need to keep praying. Keep hearing reports of more of um, a lot of things are going on in Israel that's not really being reported. Uh, but I know that God's doing some great works, too. I uh, hear from ministries that we support that God is doing a great work there in Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. We pray for our messianic brothers and sisters that are uh, sharing the gospel with the nation of Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. And that we need to keep praying for a turn from the temporal world, that's for sure, and look at the eternal things of God. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God uh, that we pray uh, for the Lord's hour and all who serve. Uh, I have a prayer request for Minister Paul and his wife, Gail, and pray for protection in healing for her. She's been suffering some uh, pains, unusual pains pertaining to arthritis, and we'll pray for healing for that. Amen? And we need to pray for the victims of the shootings and hearing some of the stories about people who've been killed were Christians. They were standing up for Christ, one man I heard, uh, and others out in San Sam Bernardino, and that we need to pray for the uh, nation of Israel and Jerusalem. Amen. And that we need to pray for Sis Janet as she's not feeling well. And that we will pray for a healing that her throat would be healed and this these symptoms of this cold that she will be healed and be uh, uh that we uh will uh, uh cast out or bind this spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anybody else have any prayer requests? Praise God. Glory to his name. Hallelujah in the highest. We praise his wonderful name and, and that we understand that we walk in righteousness, for we are to be righteous and look to Jesus. <laughs> He's our example. We are to follow Jesus. Amen. To follow Jesus. Don't get ahead of him. Don't look to the left or the right, but follow Jesus. Look to him, our author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord tonight, brother, sister. It's been a glorious night of what the Lord has done and what he's doing and the truth that he's sharing and the revelations. And everything's coming out. Nothing can be hidden that is hidden. They can't hide nothing no more. It's all coming out. Understanding, because God wants the people to know the truth. 
even as the media tries to lie, even as the leaders and all try to lie and deceive, God is sharing the truth about all these people and about all that's going on in the world. Because God loves each one of you so very much. He does not want any of you to perish. Amen. To save, not to uh, uh, to to uh, to uh, kill, steal, and destroy. He came to save in this time. But this time of grace, in this time of the church age, is coming to a close. And understand that our God is holy and righteous and true, and that He expects people to be righteous and not ungodly. For being opposite of who God is, there will be consequences thereof. He is God. He is the creator of the universe. He is the creator of each one of you. He has the final say. Not you. Not your little pity thoughts and ideas of who you think God is and what you shake your fist at him. Oh, no. The righteous and holy God is going to be shaking this world. He is trying to get the attention of the people because it is serious time for the day of reckoning. The day of the Lord is here, the Lord says. So we better be looking to him and listen to him and to walk in the ways of the Lord and to be in his word and be led by his spirit. Because God is the one who brings revelation and truth. And only by the Spirit can this happen. You can't find it with your finite mind and the wisdom of men. You have to find it through the true living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, anybody else any prayer requests? Oh, okay. My left leg and hip. Okay, sis. Amen. Looking here. Praise God. My left uh, hip is much better. Oh, amen. Well, praise God. Oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. That's a... That's a praise report, baby. Praise God. Yes, the Lord is the one that he loves thee. He is the great physician. Hallelujah. Who needs Obamacare when you have Jesus there? Amen. Hallelujah. Who needs all that, 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 that the, the pharmacia and the, those spirits and the stuff behind it? They try to dope you up and keep you all trapped up in, in, in bondage of drugs. No, you need Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. You need the natural things that God made for us, the minerals and vitamins and herbs that God made us for healing. That's what it says. There's healing in the leaves. But more than that, we have the great physician. We have the great healer, and that is Jesus, Jehovah Rophe. Hallelujah. God that healeth thee, praise God. Glory to his name. And we thank you, Lord, and we say praise God for the healing of this Brenda. Praise God for the healing of Sis Linka. Praise God for the healing of Brother Elvie. Hallelujah. Praise God in the highest that we praise him. We praise him and give him thanksgiving and glory for who he is. Hallelujah. How he watches over us and protects each one of us. That he heals us and he strengthens us and refreshes. And that we give him praise and glory for as we pray tonight that we heal Sis Janet, hallelujah, that he will heal this gal, hallelujah, that we just praise the Lord before we pray, because in faith we know who our God is, we know his nature, his very nature, amen, 
His nature is goodness. His nature is mercy that endureth forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Someone get excited. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. If you're not joyful, where's your strength? You don't have no strength without the joy of the Lord. You don't have no strength being joyful for your Lord. No. No, the strength comes in the joy. The strength comes in the praise. The praise to him that he strengthens you. It comes in it comes in uh uh praying and speaking his word. Brothers and sisters, I can share a testimony is in the morning before I go into this world that is crazy, chaos, out of control, darkness, uh uh depressed, depressed I speak his word. And as I speak his word, it just gives me strength and refreshes me. Amen. Okay, let's see. Uh, uh, link up. Pray for your mom. Amen. Her mom heard it. Heard ya. Heard her. Okay, heard her. Let me get it down here. Uh, we need to pray for her. For uh, that her uh, uh, her. Her pulse will come get back normal. Her heart and pulse. Mother. Hurt it. Hurt it. Or her. Or hurt. I mean, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it. Hurt him. For normal pulse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Anybody else? Any prayer requests before we go to the Lord in prayer? Praise the Lord. Amen. Strong, healthy heart. Amen. Hallelujah. I know you probably know about the uh, uh, the herbs and stuff of garlic and uh, and things like that. That's good. Uh, I use this link up CoQ10, CoQ10 that helps keep the uh, uh, your blood pressure and your uh, uh, circulation and stuff in good shape and helps your heart. Amen. But uh, uh, CoQ10, garlic. The natural things that God made are good for you. Amen. Hallelujah. No no added preservatives, no added chemicals that are poison to your body. Oh, no, no. Natural things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. But his power is even greater than that. You know, there's even, you know, God created this earth. So his even very nature of healing is in the things that God made. What happens is when man perverts it, messes it up. Amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah in the highest. Any other prayer requests, baby? Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, brothers and sisters. Father God, we just praise and honor you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your revelation truth you give us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have sealed us until the day of redemption lives in us. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, praise God. We'll, we'll pray that. That's fine. I just I just mentioned it because it, it's worked in my life what God showed me, okay? But anyway, all right, let's get back. And pray, and we thank you, Lord. And we pray for the Lord's hour and all who serve here. We pray, Lord, that you would keep us uncompromising. And, Lord, that we would stand for truth. 
And, Lord, that you will give us revelation and truth to share to the brethren. And, Lord, that we would encourage and admonish and pray for one another because we love one another in Christ Jesus. Father God, I pray for Minister Paul and his wife, Gail. I pray that you would watch over and protect them, that we intercede for our brother, watchman on the wall, and his wife. Father, we pray you lift them up and anoint them and, and guide them. And I pray for healing for Sis Gail in the name of Jesus. Take the pains away, Lord. Take the, and we pray against the spirit of infirmity that would try to cause pain and problems in her in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for the victims of the shooting. Lord, knowing this evil plot in plan it is trying to take away their protection that people think uh, that we need, but we really need to trust you, Lord. But it, it, it puts you in a place that uh, that you're at the mercy without uh, the, uh, the the weapons and things, Father. And, and But uh, we know our protection is with you, Lord. But, Father, we just pray for the victims. We pray for each of their families. We pray that you would give them peace and encouragement, that you would give them peace past understanding. And, Lord, that you will be with them as they mourn. As the believers that stood for Christ, they became martyrs for you. And to share their testimony of their life, that others would come to Christ. We pray for Israel and Jerusalem and pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that they would draw to Christ and understand they need you in their lives. Lord, we pray for Sis Janet. We pray for healing. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would heal her throat and, and 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 heal her of this cold. In the name of Jesus, refresh and strengthen the Lord in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for Sis Linkup's mother, Herdia, and we pray for a normal pulse and a strong heart. For Lord, you are the one who created the heart. And you can strengthen and renew it and create it anew. And we just praise and thank you, Lord, that you will bring her pressure, blood pressure down, and her pulse would come normal. And you'll give her peace that's past all understanding. Father, I thank you for each brother and sister here tonight. My brothers and sisters in Christ, Brother Allen, bless him, strengthen him, watch over him, protect him, Father. Lift him up, encourage him by your word, and that he be led by the spirit and not the flesh. Father God, for Brother Javon, that you have made him a powerful witness, Father. And, Lord, we just thank you for your strength and power in his life and that you give him boldness and that you would guide him and anoint him in the name of Jesus. And, brother, I pray, I mean, excuse me, Lord, I pray for Sis Linka. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus you would bless her and watch over and protect her, lift her up, anoint her, and guide her by the Holy Spirit. And, Father, I thank you for each brother and sister in Christ here tonight. We thank you for your word and revelation. And we pray, Father, that we keep our eyes on Jesus, looking to the author and finisher of our faith. We keep watching and praying, looking for the blessed hope of Jesus. For the Lord Jesus Christ himself is coming for a pure bride. A pure bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. 
Well, bless each one of you. Bless each one of you. Keep watching. Keep looking for Jesus, for he is coming. He's going to be in those clouds. Amen. Hallelujah. And this Lord will bless each one of you and uh, just say shalom and we love you with prayers and blessings in the name of Jesus. Shalom to all of you and good night, brothers and sisters. Good night. Hallelujah.